You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Right, I thought <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Pratchett Grandma Podcast, <laughs> provided to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for the new year is four score and seven years ago, your old daddy was a bitch ass nigga. Uh-oh. A good nigga, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I am joined by my friends and my good niggas in crime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. It's Candace, not some new web PC on all social media. Um, what's, if y'all listen, just the other day, I happened to see on my Twitter feed a news clip about a white man named um, Ryan Kaniga, and it's spelled K-N-I-G-G-A. And the only thing on my mind was, I know that K is fucking silent. And he, they only pronounce it Kaniga in public so that they don't get their shit pushed back. But that K is silent because we do not say Knuckles, Knife, Knock or any other thing where the K is in front of the N. The K is always silent. I know at the family reunion it is pronounced nigga and nobody can convince me otherwise. But it, also one of my favorite people is here. Hey Adrian. Hey y'all. This is Adrian, aka the head naysayer in charge. <laughs> Um, if y'all haven't, please, please, please go subscribe to our Patreon at the red noise level of five dollars a month. A <laughs> y'all are in for a treat. It gets you access to Ratchet Reloaded, which is our companion show where we're covering love and hip hop Atlanta. At some point, we're gonna pull in um Real Housewives of Miami. We cover um all of the love after lockup shows, love, life, uh during, and so on and so forth. We have talked about Jocelyn's Cabaret, Bad Boys LA. Um, we we cover a lot of things it, that are overflow and we can't fit on our regular feed. So please go treat yourself. Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises. Um, it's you it's won't working be for love about the lockup alone. Huh? Yeah. I was saying it's, it's working for it. love about the lockup. Oh, absolutely. That is phenomenal, phenomenal TV. So we are back and we have our full lineup today uh because everybody is back from the holiday hiatus and i think we will cover the shows that don't have reunions going on first they're just still very much into their normal season and that That's would be idea. married to medicine and um real housewives of potomac then we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll get into the reunions of Salt Lake City, Bell Collective, and Love and Marriage Huntsville. So with that said, um Married to Connectors. Married to Medicine. This episode was so fucking boring. My mm. God, it was like watching paint dry. Okay. Mm. It is what, what, what a dull way to start the new year. What a dull way to bring in the episode after you have kicked off one of your most entertaining and polarizing castmates. That that is what stood out to me. You would think y'all would have worked harder to make the episodes better after y'all, you know, ice quad out and mm -mm, it was like watching paint dry honestly. 
just I don't have shit to say. Okay, well, I really think they thought they could do this and Phaedra would be enough. I do Which too. That's crazy. I do too. Yeah, yeah. So Which... the, I guess the the first like the first thing is that um, Married to Medicine has been getting more attention since Quad left for the egregious shit that these women have been doing on social media more so than the episodes themselves. And that <laughs> says a whole <laughs> lot. Dr. Jackie? Not even just Dr. Jackie. The live um, where Heavenly and Sweet Tea got into it and Heavenly said some really, really nasty shit. Uh, Sweet Tea's family saying if they ever meet Heavenly, they gonna whoop her motherfucking ass. Oh, go oh, wait um, a minute. I missed Bring them to the reunion. Right? <laughs> Sweet, uh, Sweet Tea going live and saying that you know, she has receipts and confirmation that Damon has cheated on Heavenly before. And, you know, if Heavenly wants to keep getting down in the dirt, you know, she's willing to to to, to show all of her receipts she and things not like, like that. Heavenly at all. And rightfully ain't so. Dr. But ain't Dr. Greg known for cheating? Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you might not you might not want to open that box until I mean, you literally, literally, sure no skeletons are gonna come out. I mean, literally cheated on an abused squad. So I mean, hey. Yeah. Um <laughs> I know right. Because <laughs> you gotta watch the... how you play, because also Heavenly is one of those people, she'll get down in the dirt. She don't care. She is uh, she really got down in the dirt on that live. But I guess the one thing I want to point out is that um I don't at all feel bad about Sweet Tea finally being the one to give Heavenly the blues because Heavenly started and as Prior to the season starting and as the season started, anybody who would give Heavenly a platform, she would go on that platform and say the meanest, nastiest shit she could say about Sweet Tea and then hide her hand talking about, well, I'm just, you know, it's for the show. It's engagement for the show. And the thing is, everybody not with that play play shit. You have smiled in this woman's face. You are you know, presenting yourself like you can call me, we can chat, you know, you can confide in me. And then you get out in the media, much like we've seen Heavenly do with her other castmates. And she country, she ain't polished, she bad built, she look old, you know, she ain't got no money, she broke, she this, that, and the third. And the thing I want to say about Heavenly and all these criticisms is, is Dr. Jackie had to fat shame you into losing weight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Heavenly, you used to be a big girl yourself. The pictures are out there. And shout out to our friend and our family (laughs) of the show, John, because John reposts Heavenly's uh, plus size pick every chance he get. And he calls her Heavenly Ham. Okay. (laughs) You had to be fat shamed into losing weight. They talked about your style, your hair, your teeth and everything else. And then once the money started really rolling in, you went and got a stylist. And now we see you wearing Givenchy shark lock boots and shit like that. And wigs from your beauty supply store. But you were not super put together when we were first introduced to you, Heavenly. I was going to say, like, people rolled them clips and stuff back. Like, granted, they didn't say it you know, in the ways that Heavenly says it, because it's different styles, but like Dr. Jackie and Simone, the same shit you saying about Sweet Tea, they used to say about you, just nice nasty. Yeah, and we used, they used to call you country and all kind of shit because they used to clown you for not being able to say Contessa's name. Contessa. Contessa. 
contest. So it's just, again, my biggest thing with Heavenly is I feel like a lot of her bravado is based on her being now being in a position to be the mean girl that was mean to her in her formative years. And as we've seen when she had a conversation with her daughter about how her mother used to pit her and her sister against each other, it. I know I'm not wrong. I I recognize a a bullied person when I see one. I mean, yeah, she because remember that season where she took Jackie and Simone yes. down. Was it the floor and talked about her how mama? her mama used to keep her yeah. locked in her room and shit, and yeah, how and she yeah she was not treated so very nicely. You did all that and still the same bitch. That's crazy, Heavenly. That's crazy. <laughs> How you go, uh, how, how you how you look at the lady couch and then don't sit on it? You just speed right past it. That's crazy. Yeah. I do want to say that um, you know, sweet tea, you look older than every one of your castmates. So the dig about them being old is is not a dig at all. And you married to an old nigga. So what And are we you're married about? to a man old enough to be your father. He gonna give you worms. Greg is fifty six. <laughs> you are you claim to be thirty two. Mm. Greg absolutely could have been your father. Um, a lot of these ladies are well put together, but they've had plenty of time to be more put together than you because they've been on TV for a lot longer. And you know, most of them are a lot more successful and have been with more successful men for a lot longer than you. So I'll give you that. But gonna, you you are a hard 32 baby. I was gonna say here, Greg ain't even the best doctor on that show. Man or woman. Yeah. You are a hard it ain't Dr. Jackie. Uh, mm. <clears throat> oh Dr. Jackie. Mm. It's definitely Dr. Eugene and Dr. Damon. Oh yeah. Um, yeah oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um so but let's get into this live. So first of all I'm a little astonished that Married to Medicine is basically being required. The cast is being required to do IG live and live engagements after their episode airs, uh, probably to get their ratings up. But mm. Toya and I want to say Dr. Jackie, Heavenly, or it was Dr. Simone. It was one of the ladies, but, and Sweet Tea all ended up on live together. And Sweet Tea and Heavenly got into a knockout drag out on that live that lasted about 10 minutes. And in that live, Heavenly said something to Sweet Tea to which Sweet Tea replied, your mama. Mm. And Heavenly goes, my mom has passed away. And Sweet Tea basically was like, well, you can go to hell with her. Oh, oh, Jesus. (laughs) And Heavenly Mm. then got knee deep in the mud and said, well, even in hell, my mama can have more kids than you. Oh, my God. And all the kids on the line? went on to say, you know, you got a lot to say, but I've had my kids. You trying to you trying to be like me. Mm. And so and a lot of people like and I tweeted about it that. As in certain professions, you are held to a higher moral standard than other people. As a lawyer, Adrian cannot just go on and say, go on the internet and say things that she knows are not true. She is a steward of the law. She has to operate in life as a steward of the law. She cannot just get on Twitter and say any old fucking thing because it sounds good. As an engineer, 
I am the same way. I cannot go on the internet and just say what the fuck I want to say regarding infrastructure and things related to engineering. I have to move with a level of professional integrity at all times. Doctors are the same fucking way. As a doctor, and I do not care if she's not a medical doctor, she is a dentist, she has still had the, she knows certain things, she has had the education, she knows basic medical things outside of dentistry. As a doctor, there is no reason to be on social media making digs about infertility. If that is if that is the best you can do as a doctor, you don't need to be doing reality TV. It is obviously too much for you. I'll take it a step further, Candace. Just not even that, but hell, just as a woman, why are you making jokes about another woman's fertility? Especially when you are somebody who we have heard use your mama as a retort on this fucking show. Like that's the best you could do. We have heard heavily say dig and clap back with your mama. Your mama. This is, and so again, like I said, Heavenly can certainly dish it, but she cannot take it for real. And when she is triggered and when she goes back to that time and space where she was the fat girl being bullied, she lashes out very severely, very, very severely. And I feel like this was an instance of that. Um, And Sweet T's mama and twin sister say, if they ever see Heavenly, they gonna whoop her motherfucking ass for old and new. They gonna turn her every which way but loose. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn, that's that's an old slam right there. And sweet okay. tea says that heavily char- and heavily on press charges on and heavily on press charges on that. Yeah, because she ain't no real mouth. fighter. Yeah, no. yeah, heavily all mouth. Yeah, she all underbite. <laughs> she all underbite. <laughs> she all underbite. Um, and heavily blocked me on Twitter. And the thing <laughs> is, you do, I just told the truth about her behavior and that. It is very much so the the mean girl. She's being the mean girl that was mean to her. Yeah, she, she is living lot. in the popularity that she did not have growing up. Yeah, she she been blocking a lot of people, uh, especially ever since like the whole thing went down with Claude and how the 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 the, the latest deal. Huh? She been blocking everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is the other part. This this is also I almost left out the key part. When she was in that, when she and T was arguing on Instagram Live, she said, and you need to worry about Greg because he's still calling and contacting Quad. So you, instead of worrying about me, you need to worry about your man going back to his ex-wife because she better than you. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, you took mm-hmm. a dig at her infertility issues. That was already nasty, okay? Mm-hmm. But to throw quad in this mix, considering we all know, and it is public information, and we could roll the footage back on the relationship quad and Dr. Greg had prior to their divorce, it is very nasty work to use somebody who you claim was a friend and you loved them so much and you looked out for them to, to insinuate that they are back communicating and having romantic dealings with their abuser. And using her as a weapon against said abuser's new woman in that capacity. That's... mm, To the mm. point, Quad had to make a statement and was like, I have not had any contact, any communication with Greg. I have no desire to. It will never happen. I I am not not somebody you need to worry about. And it's very nasty to use my 
my my previous marriage to win a petty argument knowing that there was abuse that happened in that in that marriage oh that's the statement okay. I call yeah i have a question yeah now quad is saying that she hasn't had any contact with dr g i, I see where you clarify okay did she clarify whether he has reached out to her Mm. Um, the statement read like there's been no contact period no reaching out nothing there's nothing between her and Dr. Greg at all and I wholeheartedly believe that because she hate that fucking man I believe if I will say this if he has tried to reach out because I mean I don't put that past a nigga I think yeah, I don't put that past a nigga yeah I yeah. think Quad has like blocked it and like it put it like this because I see where Age are going. If he has tried to reach out, she has like blocked that nigga to high heaven and just didn't bring it up because the yeah, situation I was about to say messy. if he if he tried and to she's reach nothing out, to worry she, about. Yeah, if she yeah. tried if he tried to reach out, she probably wouldn't know because he probably blocked on everything. Yeah, like she wouldn't she wouldn't know. Like when if somebody tried to message you and you got them blocked, like. Cause I know if she if if the good sis got an iPhone, she can even block his email address. Yeah. So you know the statement was just that, that we have we have not had any contact, any communication. There is absolutely nothing going on, and don't don't put me in this mess. Also, it's nasty to bring up Quad anyway, considering how y'all did her a nice style of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's the other part. Her name like. I would be embarrassed that the first episode after we have ousted her from this friend group and her name is the trending topic and not y'all because I, I listen, I'm petty. I checked when that episode aired last night and after that live and all that shit, quads name was trending. Not Dr. Heavenly, not sweet tea, not Jackie, not Simone, not Toya. Mary to med wasn't even trending. Mm. Quad was trending. Also, I think it's important to point out, um, and I don't know if we pointed this out before, but the for the the first six to seven episodes or the first six episodes or seven episodes that we got with Quad, let us remind y'all that those were scenes filmed five weeks after they started filming because Quad was still negotiating her contract. So the footage from the first five weeks of filming was so boring that we have never seen it. And it makes sense because typically you would think that the wedding and all of that stuff would have happened towards the end of the season mm-hmm. versus the very beginning of the season. And that's because, and I've been hearing some whispers, but those whispers have saying that the first five weeks of filming, the footage was so dry and it was giving nothing that that's why the first six to seven episodes we got were once quad started filming. Cause I mean, I, it, and I think I've been saying this since the season aired. And again, I definitely have made it very clear that where I stand that I thought it was absolutely trash uh, of them to even bring Greg back, let alone like bring him a sweet tea on and like, and with Quad on as well and have this storyline and friction and awkwardness between this abusive little potato head built ass nigga and his new girl and Quad. But the, that's what the season was around, around. Nobody else has nothing interesting going on. They don't have storylines. Their entire storyline was going to be 
Quad and Quad and Greg and the awkwardness, friction, and you know, messiness, whatever with that. Don't nobody else got shit going on for real. And and, and damn sure not nothing worth worth note. Yeah. What heavenly got going on? Shit being messy. What's Simone got going on? Not a damn thing, huh? See so hating each other. But that ain't and raising them grown sons. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, that ain't interesting. What Jackie and Curtis got going on? Shit, but Curtis still ugly. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Toy and Eugene. Eugene still working eight or seven years and and five months to keep up with to- the lifestyle Toy won't. Been done done that. Like we, they ain't got shit interesting going on. Phaedra, next next caller. And like Adrian said, they thought that they could get rid of Quad because Phaedra would would be their saving grace, and she is not. And honestly. I just want to know. She never was. Did they ever watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? Because besides that whole candy debacle, um, Phaedra was only ever tethered to drama and and mess, and she would hide, throw stones, and hide her hand. And even then, the mess was interesting because of the other people involved, not Phaedra herself. Yeah, correct. But like yeah. I said, I do not. Um, honestly, I do not feel. I feel bad for Quad in that these women are cowards, but bringing Phaedra into the mix and expecting her to be a loyal friend to you when she has shown us repeatedly how nasty of an individual she is and having the mindset, well, everybody told me to be careful and not trust Phaedra, but she ain't never do nothing to me. Y'all have to get out of that mindset because typically you are always up next for a person like Phaedra. She's sitting on this show with a bunch of women she don't have shit in common with. She won't bring this supposed doctor that she's dating to the show. They're not together no more. See, she don't have a storyline. Bullshit, but okay. If they was ever together, honestly. We don't want Phaedra back unless it's going to be on a season with Candy. I want to make that clear. I don't want to see Phaedra unless she is being confronted and Molly walks by Candy. For sure. Sorry. Yep. I want a, I want I want a, a I want a knuckled candy sandwich. For sure. If she's if she's not gonna be on the original show she was on being held accountable for the shit she did and allowing Candy to, to say what she needs to say and really cuss her the fuck out, there's no reason for her to be here. Pretty much. And there's you know, again, they brought T on this show so that they could have somebody to punch down on because when the show, when we were first introduced to Mary Medicine, the ladies punched down on Quad and Toya because they were not doctors. They were merely doctors' wives. Which, that, which, and we, you know, it's been, I've, you know, we've talked about it and, you know, the internet has talked about it. The, they, they are very elitist on that. It's, it's a lot of nasty elitism on that show. It's them. Atlanta. What are you talking about? Now, come on now. Yeah, they're very elitist. um, But once Quad and even Toya now, who has her own business endeavors and things like that, once they started making their own money and finding success in their own right, they can no longer punch down on those ladies and call them nothing but stay-at-home doctor's wives. Because that was why they punched down on them initially. Quad was a stay-at-home wife, and so was Toya. 
they they are finding their own individual footing in things and are well put together, got stylists and glam teams and this, that, and the third. And now they can't punch down on those ladies anymore. So they brought Sweet Tea in to try to punch down on her. I mean, he, he didn't just say it herself. They brought her in because she thought it would be funny to embarrass her. Yeah. Oh, that's a... Oh. Say it, yeah. Andrew, say it. No, that's just real. That's I don't even have words for, for that level of evil. Yeah. For you to bring somebody in just just for the purpose of you clowning them, I'm glad she told you enough she told you about your mama then. Yeah. Your mama is certainly in hell. Let me be the one to say it. Your mama is in hell and that's where she need to be because she raised a fucking lunatic. You are 40 plus years old, probably closer to 50 than 40. And you are mean and nasty as fuck as a black woman who is a doctor who has been able to attain success and things like that. And the best you can do with your access and your opportunity is be fucking nasty to other black women unprovoked. Yes, your mama is in hell. And yes, you could go with her. And there's a reason why nigga, your sister doesn't want to talk to you. Cause nigga. <laughs> Candace, you were saying you were saying heavily close to the 40. Try actually, I mean not 40, you were saying she close to the 50. Try actually 50. She is 53 years old. You are way too fucking old to be punching down on somebody young enough to be your fucking child. Because I know you would not like if anybody treated Alora like that. Oh, you would have a mm. fucking fit if somebody treated Alora like that. Mm. Sweet tea closer to Alora's age than she is your age. Alora is what, 18, 19? Sweet tea is what, 32, yeah. 33? Yeah. Mm. Allegedly. 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 But yeah, that's a 14-year age gap. Versus the 20 that you got on, on Sweet Tea. It's Mean Girl and it's Bully Behavior. And, um, I'm looking at the age of the cast. And, Sweet Tea being married to Greg doesn't give you a right to punch down on her. I don't care how you flip it, how you cut it, how you... It doesn't give you the right. It just doesn't. You know, looking at the ages of the cast... They all you, too damn old. I know. Yeah, one, yes. One, yes. But also the dynamics and the you know to Candace's point about the punching down, it makes sense looking at the ages of the cast. It makes it makes sense because they need if they're gonna keep Sweet Tea on, they need some some women around her age because I don't I think this is how it's always gonna be. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. in particular, she needed to damn retire. I ain't gonna say who, but it's who you think you think it is. If I say that, Doctor Jack, I think yeah. yes. I don't, cause I I don't think this gets her. This the show does nothing for her, right? Especially after fact, all the stuff that happened with the with the comments that she made. I don't think the show helps her, and we don't need her to make the show quote unquote legitimate anymore. So yeah. unless Curtis gonna cheat on her again, I don't know what we're doing here. Oh, no. And I don't want, and I don't want Curtis to cheat on her again. So don't don't get me wrong with that, but there there's nothing. I honestly think Doctor Jackie would be best served taking a step back from this show and actually doing some work to let black women know that those comments she made were awful and they don't represent how she actually feels, and that that can only be best showed through action. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I, was feeling, okay, I, I don't was... I don't necessarily think that's not how she feels. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it would take I mean it would take a lot of work. And that's if she care if she cares to do to do the work. But those comments were fucking egregious. Yeah. Yeah, they like, were you, egregious. Yeah, like, you don't say no shit like that if you don't mean. Yeah, they were fucking awful. And just getting your wig tugged a little bit doesn't prevent that. It's just, oh, I won't say that out in public, no. But that's what you get for being on alive and trying to be messy like heaven. Because mm. before she said that comment, she said, well, I'm going to get something to the effect, I'm going to get my heavenly bag. And then she went on to say her comments. And that's why heavenly was like, I don't know who the hell you talking about, because that's not me. Mm-hmm. I take my patient's pain seriously, so I don't know what you're going, but go ahead with your comments. And, and, and since then, Heavenly has refused to take the episode down, which I almost understand it because it has been screen recorded and shared across the internet so much that removing the YouTube video won't help you. Those right. com- the, That video and the comments you made are now attached to your professional legacy. Yep. After speaking to Kamala. Woo! That's the work. For sure. I mean, but it's the work that needed to be done. Definitely. True. Definitely. And just to think, like, do you think that, like, that clip would have come out if it wasn't all the stuff with Quad? No. Mm-mm. Nope. I didn't think so either. I nope. didn't think so either. Nope. But once once you, uh, when you get knee-deep into a pretentious bag and a judgmental bag for somebody else's <laughs> shortcomings... People will absolutely go digging and searching for yours. Oh, yeah. And they all talked about Quad being a user and Quad not being this and Quad not being that. And and people absolutely said, well, what about when y'all did this? And what about yeah. when you said that? And what about <laughs> when you do this? And I think the basis was y'all, the same charges that y'all are putting on Quad, y'all are guilty of as well. One thing about mm-hmm. them tables. They gonna turn. Mm. They gonna turn every time. But yeah, that that was it for Married to Medicine. Um Love how I think we talk love how we spent more time talking about everything except for the episode. Cause the, the episode I mean, didn't wasn't really nothing. Give nothing. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why they're gonna have to bring Quad back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Real Housewives of Potomac was in the same boat to me but the one thing that I want to point out um when I watched this episode and this whole discourse between Robin and Candace and Robin playing the victim because Candace said things about her on social media and this that and the third and um what I have noticed with Wendy and with Candace and if you from now on when people says like, oh, everybody on the show is messy. It's not about colorism and that they're not colorists and they're just all mean, messy girls. No, it's not because Candace and Wendy have both made the comments about taking the high road and extending grace. And that is only because they do not want to be painted as the dark skinned aggressive women on the show like they have been previously. That is all this is about because why... Is Candace and Wendy having to take the high road and and extend grace to fair-skinned women who have been extremely nasty towards them and have dealt the first blow for the relationships to diminish the way that they have? Taking the high road with motherfuckers who's always taking the low road is crazy. Yes, 
and and uh, they're only taking the high road because these fair-skinned women will be painted as victims and they will be painted as aggressors that is what this is about that is how colorism and and things like that like they show up it's not always macro aggression it's not always showing up as a as a light-skinned woman saying something extremely off you know out the out of line about darker people and oh you you just you dark-skinned and stupid no it's microaggression like these women not being able to return energy to these women without being called aggressive when one could argue looking at their history they absolutely deserve all the aggression Robin is one of the most aggressive bitches on that show. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. on the heels of talking about Salt Lake City, we don't discuss enough how Robin was a troll on Lipstick Alley and used to make very colorist remarks about Gabrielle Union. Just the fact that Robin used to be on Lipstick Alley is crazy. That in itself is honestly A step crazy. further, it is still speculated that Robin operates the Queens of Bravo reality T page. Maybe that's just, why. Maybe that's why. Why, why Juan cheats? Because he 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 say he he playing house with a loser. That's crazy. Juan don't like Robin. Juan, Juan cheat because he ain't shit. Yeah, Juan <laughs> Juan doesn't like Robin. Juan resents Robin, and Juan stays with Robin to make her as miserable as he is. If Juan woke up tomorrow and somebody placed his happily ever after at his feet, the job of his dreams the woman that does it for him and his sons is grown and gone, he would leave Robin in a fucking heartbeat. But as it stands, the bitches that he's paying for hotel rooms for and shit like that, they are not in a better financial situation than Robin. So he stays. I don't even think it would have to be a better financial situation. He don't like that lady. He does not. He doesn't like her. He doesn't respect her. He doesn't seem passionate about her. The sight, the sight of looking at her gets on his nerves. <laughs> when he talks to her on the phone and stuff like that, he just seems outlandishly agitated that she would dare pick up the phone to call him. Every time, it reminds me of that Cat Williams joke. He was like, every time I come home, just shit, you again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's the energy that he gives. Mm-hmm. That's the energy that he gives. That man is miserable. Yeah. And I mean... And I don't feel bad for him. Oh, no, absolutely not. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Suffer, nigga. Yeah. Um, Mia popped out on New Year's Eve with some guy that she's dating and... Air quotes. Yeah. It just seems like a stunt. Um, We have... It's, we're still... We're eight episodes in, and we still don't know shit about Kaneka. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she seems to have a lot of vitriol for um, for Wendy, and at this point, it's kind of given obsessed because cause Wendy looked fucking amazing in that Mugler bodysuit. Like she really stepped on the bitches' necks that night. I will. I I think. I think. This is just, I think, I think Kaneka really don't have a beef with Wendy for real. And she is just following the orders and script from the trio of evil light-skinned bitches. That's yeah. what I believe. I believe she don't really have a for, a for real beef with Wendy. I think she was giving her orders to 
you know, be their attack dog and have the two dark-skinned women at it again, you know, per the orders of the light-skinned trio for the 85th time. I really don't think she has a legitimate or, like, real beef with that woman. This is just... So you mean she getting getting herself put on altars for fake beef? Yep, that's what I believe. Anything for clout. It's nasty work, friend, nasty work. Because otherwise, it just don't make no damn sense to me. You know what I mean? Like... It doesn't. And honestly, I'm just at this at the point too where we are putting a lot of energy into a fabricated beef when Ashley's farce of a divorce is sitting right there. Hello. And I I loathe Ashley, but I'll tell you what, she consistently clocks in to deter people from asking about what's really going on with her. She is she is dedicated to the life. Yeah, she is dedicated to shifting the focus off of her. I, you know, I, I can't stand the motherfucker, but I do respect her stick to it Because that's you know what that she's was doing. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. She want she's she found Ashley is one of those people, she's gonna she's gonna poke different things to see which one stick. And so when she figured out that Ineka and Wendy getting into it would keep anybody from asking about her divorce and her living in this $2 million home that she can't afford and Michael's name being on it. Then you couple that with keeping Candace and Robin into it and going back and forth. And also, let me say this again, Robin and Giselle, y'all are full of shit because when that lady came out, who it has since come out that she told a complete fucking lie and claimed that Chris she was Chris's mistress and she had an abortion by Chris and this, that, and the third. Y'all did not bite y'all tongues to discuss that situation all over social media. So to be sitting in front of us on our TV screens talking about nobody should use social media to drag and talk shit about their castmates, y'all quite literally have a whole podcast and y'all bring up things that happen on the show and your castmates. Y'all have discussed Ashley. Y'all have discussed Karen. Y'all have discussed Candace and Chris and so on and so forth. And that's why Eminem got a restraining order against y'all. Hello. Also, that is so fucking hilarious that y'all are being out. Y'all are being y'all are being out Karen. And I love it. Because y'all do social media is quite literally probably your best tool for promoting this show. So to want to stipulate how Candace or Wendy can use social media when we have seen fucking uh, Ashley arguing up and down with Candace on social media in the past. The thing is, y'all do not do y'all cannot read and drag as good as Candace can. That's what this is about. Y'all cannot deliver a scathing drag and a read the way Candace can. And so now y'all want to rein it in on social media because it was social media when we got the, where is your money, Roach? Mm. We got that from Candace. Candace can absolutely drag. She's got a mouth on her. She ain't got the hands to match, but she's absolutely got a mouth on her. She can deliver a nice, uh, a super nasty read for Phil. And y'all just can't go toe to toe with her. And so now y'all want to act like social media is a problem. Are they really white women in it? Yeah, they're really white women in it. Can dish it, but cannot take it. I mean, the Kanaka is strong within them. The cracker with a K is strong in them. Listen, I, I, I'm not a super huge Candace fan, but um, she, 
she gives it as as good as y'all give it but better and that mm-hmm. is the y'all only issue with her is that she that mouth of hers that tongue of hers is sharp so hands are slabby but yeah is sharp. hands are definitely soggy but their for tongue better, is sharp for better or worse she is Dorothy's daughter yeah absolutely I feel like Dorothy can fight I don't know why oh of course she, with a spirit that man of course she can fight yeah. That wicked witch of the connects got hands and feet. Yeah. They'll probably bites too. You seen them teeth? I like seeing like the new boot, like the bougie black people like fight. I don't fun. know why. It do, because it be like, oh damn, all all that training and etiquette out the out the door now, huh? Yep. I also you can edit a hit a nigga. Mm. But I like it. It's the joy of mine. True. I mean, I'm from the country and I'm a nigga, so I love I love fights. So I ain't even. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and get into these uh, reunion uh, specials and close out the show. Go grab a drink, get you a blunt, get you an edible, get you a piece of chicken and a little French fry, and we'll be back after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Let's go ahead and hop into, um, you know, Adrian don't play in the snow, so we'll go ahead and knock out uh, Salt Lake City Reunion Part 1. First of all, Whitney, you couldn't have looked no more boxier. Jesus hmm. Christ. God, so who, that, you dress very ugly, Whitney. So who so who looked who, who look more like a boxer or, um, or Heather? Heather actually looked nice. Um... I think Heather looked nice. Monica looked nice. Lisa won. Um, she looked the best to me. She was dressed the best, the accessories and so on and so forth. Angie did okay. Meredith, Meredith was dressed like done. mother of the bride. Um, <laughs> but the, the Meredith. For sure. Well, let's just get into it. Much like I suspected, none of those women offered Meredith an apology for claiming she started that rumor about Angie and Angie's husband. Okay. Predictable. Very predictable. I do want to say how that uh, on, re- on the internet, I think people are being very disingenuous. Did Monica make for good TV this season? Absolutely. Do the girls have a right to be pissy with what they found out about Monica? Absolutely. That's like, yeah. that's right. like finding out, that you befriended somebody who used to be on Lipstick Alley dragging you for fucking filth. Mm, mm, you would not, you would not want to be forced to work with and be friends with somebody that was using a burner account to be as nasty and mean to you as fucking possible. The, and, the, hold on. the internet, the, the place of the the place of two things can be true draws the line. And 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 Monica made it for good TV, but also the ladies can't be mad at her. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. And here's a here's my thing. I feel like 
Monica could have let it be known that she had a hand in that reality Vontee's account and the part she played in it for the sole purpose of exposing Jen Shaw. Um, and being honest about the fact that it was five, it was five of us running that account. We all had different agendas and my sole purpose was, you know, exposing Jen Shaw and that's what I set out to do which I, I mean mission accomplished because she in jail and you not she in jail and you took her job um but if you really wanted to be a part of this group you could have been honest about this and not had it blow up in your face the way that it did just stand on business especially when Monica since the season finale and since the reunion started airing has shared so many screenshots and, and lives and things proving that she only had a hand in exposing Jen Shaw and that Heather's hairstylist Tanisha played a hand in a lot of the other stuff that was released about the women. And also Again, I hate that the reunions are filmed so early because so much comes out after the fact. Um, also, Heather knew about that footage of Jen Shaw, okay? Mm. And she even took that footage to Meredith. And that's probably why that se- in that season, Meredith was like, yeah, she's going to jail. And so for all of the ladies to sit up and act like Meredith was some type of secret informant, and she was the one that was like, oh, Jen is going to jail. It's because Heather shared the shit with her. Right. So y'all are mad Which, at Monica, but y'all should be mad at Heather for being a double agent. I was going to say, like, y'all, all y'all moving like ops. Um, I want Monica to give it a break with this ring situation. Like, ma'am, I'm sorry. I would be I, I would be pissy about losing a three hundred dollar piece of jewelry. Lisa absolutely was supposed to be pissy about losing a $57,000 ring. She lost somebody's goddamn salary. All right. Also, I do think Monica found that fucking ring. I don't care what nobody says. Monica has proven herself to be a, a, a super fucking liar of Mia proportions. You you took that fucking ring and probably pawned it or gave it to somebody to pawn and y'all split the fucking money because you too guilty. Yeah. Um, you're too guilty and too and too much other shit as well yeah monica tried to drag angie um she called her a bitch warming bitch and told her to sit over there be quiet because this didn't none of the stuff they were discussing revolved around her like much of the season and for a minute i say "Ooh, monica ate you up i fear but then but then we got to the end of the show and angie said Bitch, you're driving a Range Rover that sits under a carport. Make it make sense. Mm. And I said, ooh, my God. Then mm. she went on to say, we quite literally saw you spending money that you could have used for your children to buy a Louis Vuitton bag. Mm. Mm. Angie Angie won that round. She ate Monica up, I fear. She ate her up. God damn, that woman was swinging. Mm. She ate her up. She told her, bitch, you are driving a Range Rover that sits under a carport that your mother could have repossessed whenever she gets mad at you. Mm. We are not the same. Mm. Because the Range Rover is in her mama's name. Mm. She could knock the old after. Oh, good child. Could knock the sonic rings out her motherfucking ass. Mm. Yeah, ate her own up. The rest I, of the I, stuff... I definitely do I definitely do think the, I definitely do think 
Monica let some of like her becoming kind of a fan favorite because because of how she you know was instrumental in exposing Jen and because she brought so much mesh because she was close to Jen and obviously we know Jen had so much dirt and shit on the ladies. I think she let that kind of get to her head a bit to where she like she acted like she topped dog. And you didn't bring the mess. Like you, for better or worse, I've been saying you she was the season. However, beloved, um, don't let that don't let that go to your head because all that all that ass still not going to your tax bracket. Yeah, for sure. Um, I certainly did not get care too much about the other stuff that they discussed in the season. Um, Whitney's friend dying and her and Lisa getting into it. How well, I take were- that back. I take that back. Again, this is why I do not like Whitney because here we are yet again and Lisa is in the right. Lisa asked Whitney multiple times. First of all, Lisa extended her condolences to Whitney when her friend died, checked in on her multiple times and Whitney then turned around and said, you asking me, am I okay? Do I need anything? Triggered me not to be okay. That is the most white woman shit I'd have never heard in my life. <laughs> Talk like that is the most white woman Karen bullshit I have ever heard. <laughs> Talking about all Lisa does is make it about herself and she wasn't there when your friend passed away. And Bravo rolled that footage back. Lisa was checking on Whitney consistently. And then when they were in Bermuda, Whitney says, oh, you were you kept asking me how I was doing and checking on me and it triggered me not to be okay. What the fuck does that mean? I'm going to tell you what it means. I'm going to tell you exactly what it means, friend. And you know I've been beating this drum for a while and I'll continue to beat it. Her saying that like peak white woman shit and this entire storyline and this beef she got with Lisa, this is reading, if we make this my storyline and I talk about this, we don't have to talk about me and my husband getting sued and caught up in fraud like Jen did. That's what the mm, fuck it is. For sure. Because I ain't forgot. For sure. Um, You know, these women are committed to making Meredith their, their fall guy at every twist and turn. And I think that Meredith has just, she really needs to get into her villain bag and step into her villain air if they're constantly going to make her one. Is Meredith dramatic? Absolutely. But all these women are. They're white women. They are dramatic. Even Mary Mary is dramatic. They live for fucking drama. But you do not get to dismiss things that are important to me or that matter to me or that hurt me or bring me pain or, or things like that. I don't care how you don't think it's serious. Even with the car accident shit, yes, yeah, she, yeah, she, she slid off the road into a snowbank, thankfully. But anybody who has driven in terrible winter weather conditions, getting into a car accident, losing control of your vehicle is very fucking scary. Nigga, I live in Atlanta. I showed up a bit when it rained outside. Very fucking serious. So I think Meredith had a good point in that these women dig and dig and dig at her. And then when she blow her fucking lid, then they want to act like they don't understand why she blew up on them. You know, leave people the fuck alone. Even with Angie, like for somebody so concerned about their marriage, she had no problem running with the, with the rumor that Meredith was cheating on Seth. Mm. So it's just kind of like, you know, again, I don't have a favorite on this show. I think all of these white women can be rather insufferable. Um, But I, I do think that, they are comfortable making Meredith the scapegoat for things. 
because it takes a lot to get her to react. But once she reacts, it's so extreme and dramatic that you could play the victim behind it. Oh, Meredith said my husband is gay and he's sucking dick behind the bleachers. And it's just kind of like, well, you did just call her a hoe and a trampoline with eyes. They all lean into dumb shit for no reason. Lean into dumb shit for no reason so they don't have to talk about the real shit that they they got going on back home. Yeah. Speaking of real shit, um, Bell Collective Reunion Part 2. I just, I want... Um, I want Misery and Letitia to leave us alone. Misery and Letitia was hilarious. I want Marie and Letitia to leave us alone. They are making, they are backpedaling, hiding their hands and making excuses for that shit they did to Tambra. And it is absolutely inexcusable. And for Marie to sit up and act like her life was so much in danger and this, that, and a third. First things first. I of all the things that I, I I expected this season, I did not expect for Tambra to kind of rise up as one of my favorites in this season. Um, the way that she handled the ladies, I would have never been able to be that graceful with these low down bitches. I'm a mud for mud type of bitch. If we want to roll in the mud like a pig, bitch, oink. Um, so it was said that her ex boyfriend. And her ex-stalker, ex-abuser messaged all of the women that were part of the cast. And none of them brought it to Tambra initially. And none of them really told each other except for like Marie discussed it with Letitia. But this man reached out to all of the cast, all the cast members, all of the women on the show. And they paid him dust. Because it was from a burner account with two followers that had misspelled Tambra's name and so on and so forth. Tambra even said she got the message, but seemingly she just thought it was a burner account trying to kick up some shit. And she blocked it and moved on. My thing is like, why out of all of the women that got this message did Marie and Letitia decide to connect with this man, meet up with him, and try to get dirt on Tambra? Just based some nasty male identifying uh, trifling helpers. That Like to 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 try to paint yourself as well. My life could have been in danger because y'all didn't tell me about this man. What was she? What is there to say about somebody that you gave some coochie to seven to eight years ago? Especially somebody that you have an, a, a a protective order against, and you couldn't identify that it was actually him. And so y'all wanted her to open up another can of worms, what, reach out to this man and be like, hey, stop reaching out to my castmates? That would have really set shit off. Saying that your life was in danger, meanwhile, you actually met up with this man and Tamara had a restraining order against him and he was abusive, that is fucking crazy. Shit, wow. They, like, her, her the Maria and Letitia, they, they, mm, She mm. is very crazy. They, they got some, they got some nasty spirits. Very crazy. Like some real nasty spirits. Very nasty. Um, Your life was never in danger. You were never fearful for your life. You were digging for dirt on Tambra. And to say that she's not transparent, I want to call shenanigans because what's more transparent than a 40 plus year old woman allowing the cameras inside of her life with something as sensitive and private as infertility issues and reproductive health? Y'all did not want Tambra to be transparent. Y'all wanted to know if she was as miserable as y'all when it comes to romantic relationships. There you go. That's what this is seemingly about. 
these ladies seem to do the best with the other women on the show when they feel like they can connect with them through shitty romantic dealings with men. Knisery loves company. Oh my. That might be the show title. Text me that. <laughs> when we were first introduced to Marie and Letitia, they were both in some terrible fucking places in their marriages. Cliff and Latrice, self-explanatory. The dentist lady was even navigating being divorced. Yeah. Tambra was kind of like the only one who really didn't have anything to say. She had reconnected with her high school sweetheart and it was seemingly going well. The next thing you know, we getting all these storylines. Oh, Demond cheated on Tambra. That's when they brought that girl to on that season to try to confront Tambra about Demond. Then it was Tambra cheating on Demond with her station manager. Then it was, oh, they not really together for real. They just, they doing this for the show to have a storyline. Then when she's pregnant is, oh, is that really Demond's baby? Like every step of the way, they've tried to find a way to bring her down to their level when it comes to romantic dealings. Because if they are miserable romantically, there's no way any other woman can can be in a decent space in her relationship. And as we saw, even Damon and Tamara had their hiccups, but they were not the hiccups that we see Latrice and Cliff and Glenn and Letitia and Marie having from her estranged husband, who was a cheater as well. So they were doing this to try to bring her down to their level. Or like the Hell Collective, am I right about that? For sure. No more, no less is what that was about. They were digging for dirt, and when it didn't work out how they thought, and they caught a lot of backlash, then it's, oh, well, you just are not transparent enough. No, now, y'all just full of shit. What the fuck does that mean? Like, like, they that like, mean I want to know all your damn business. That's, that's that what mean. it means. Like, like, that's exactly I what I want to know all your damn business. <laughs> I go, you're not transparent enough. Bitch, we already out of the TV. What the fuck do you mean, Kobe Bryant? Like, what is, what is <laughs> and also, I feel like we need to recognize that Tambra is one of the couple people on the show who actually has a solidified and long-standing career in radio. And she is not going to allow this show to diminish that. And so, yeah, she moves mm -hmm. differently than the other women. Hell, Marie should be moving differently as a health, a Hello. mental health professional. Hello. Yet she doesn't. Hello. Because I, I wish the fuck I would see how Marie act on this damn show and then go to her for some fucking mental health. Is you crazy? You, yeah. it, does Marie actually do the mental health stuff or she just owns places that do it? Like, not that she's not licensed to, to be a therapist or help with mental health, but it sounds like she gets the places where people come to. So from, it doesn't sound like she's doing any, like, face-to-face -face service. From my understanding, it's both. At least that's how it was presented to us at the start of the show. And that right, Candace? Like, it was kind of yeah. both what she owns and that she also practices. Now, I don't yeah. know how much of the practicing she's doing nowadays, to your point, Adrian. But, that, like, she I definitely... Okay, right. so you're you're right. She is not an actual mental health professional. That's she what I thought. Has a okay. bachelor's degree in accounting, a master's degree in healthcare administration, and is pursuing a doctorate in healthcare administration. So yeah, she basically is opening up these facilities, but she is not a therapist or so, yeah, okay, a licensed mental health is care SC professional. A therapist? I, I, I don't know. 
Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm asking questions because that's the only way it made it makes sense. Well, that's yeah. not the well, only I mean, way it I'm, makes I'm sense because right people jump in stuff to get money all the time. So yeah. Um, according to so according to what I have been saying when I've been tweeting about Bell Collective, um, they initially wanted Essie first. And she didn't want to be a full-time cast member. And okay. so they ended up bringing in Marie. Um, I was trying to look and see if she is a mental health professional, like if she's a therapist or something like that. But none's really coming up. So okay. she had yeah. no business. Okay. I'm with it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They just, I'm a, I mean, I, I'm on her LinkedIn and it just says that she is a she is the chief operating officer of Davis uh Davis Hamilton mental health. So who's so doing the therapizing then? The therapizing. Not the therapizing. Like who who got the couch that people are sitting on? That's the real questions we need to be asked. Because right now they sounding like uh, um a Dr. Umar mm-hmm. situation. Right? Not the Marcus Garvey mm. School of Bullshit Mental Health. <laughs> I, I mean, mm. call a it thing mental thing. health. A lot of mental health. No technicians. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Oh my god. A lot of, lot, lot of, not a lot of facilities, but no facilitating. Mm. <laughs> That's mm. what I'm saying. Mm. A lack of knowledge, if you. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, we sorry y'all we gonna we gonna act right we're gonna get it together okay so move i just call shenanigans on that i'm glad tamra's tamra stood up for herself um and and, and, and moving on from that i want to get into this whole josh and cliff situation um homophobia is beating cliff's ass and that's mm. all that this is about his issues with Josh, and I do have a little bit of smoke for Josh, but primarily Cliff's biggest issue with Josh is that he is a gay black man and was yep. privy to how he treats his wife. Yep. That's what I want to say. That's what this is about. And there should be, there is no amount of, you know, when it when Carlos, and I'll be honest, I enjoy the way Carlos handled this segment because he was not going to allow Cliff to downplay the fact that prior to this situation, Josh and Cliff had some type of rapport. And the weirdness behind Cliff talking about, we ain't no relationship. You mm-hmm. have a whole fucking wife. Why are you being weird? Why the fuck are you being weird? I don't well, get it. Hom- homophobia beating his ass. Josh like don't you- want your old ass. Your wife barely wants your old ass. Cause like you right, like nigga, you are 132. You know what the fuck reforming. You know what the fuck Carlos means by like saying that y'all had a relationship, and you know good and fuck well it's not romantic. So there was no there was no need for you to be that goddamn defensive, you old ass fossil. Now my and so I gotta say I'm not sure what to believe because I feel like in this season Josh made it seem like he feared for Latrice's safety. Am I the only one that felt that way? I mean, yeah, he said it. In the co- in, when yeah. he was talking to, um, what's, what's I- 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
Then we saw the footage from Embar when Cliff yoked, I won't say yoked up, grabbed Latrice aggressively in a mm-hmm. moment of mm-hmm. anger mm-hmm. and cussed her out and called her all type of bitches and things like that. Yep. So Abusive. to me, Latrice, you are being very disingenuous, acting like people are pulling things out of their ass when you your husband was caught on camera being abusive both physically and verbally and your best friend who was living in the home with you and your husband told somebody he kind of fears for your safety based on the way that your husband treats you so for me to weaponize that oh I'm not, you know, first of all, when Carlos said is, has, is, was this the first time Cliff ever done that? She could not answer the question. Mm, I, okay. I'm glad that we caught that. Then she okay. defaulted mm-hmm. to baby. When we fight, when we argue, we argue, when we into it, we into it. And like I said, in the and I call that coping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we brought it up in the pregame and yep. this reunion. And when we get to love and marriage Huntsville, Open my eyes to the fact that a lot of adults do not know what domestic abuse consists of unless it's extremely extreme cases of violence. Yep. But I am here to tell you, it is not normal to get into an argument with your partner and y'all are calling, cussing each other out, calling each other all type of bitches and motherfuckers, saying the meanest things you can say, grabbing each other up yoking each other up pushing on each other domestic abuse is so much more than slapping punching or or ultimately when we hear instances of a partner being unalive due to domestic violence domestic abuse starts far before that yeah abuse Mm -hmm. abuse it doesn't have to look like i can tina to be abuse yeah i do believe that there is a lot more abuse that happens between Latrice and Cliff. I do believe for the sake of their friendship and their working relationship that Josh shut on that stage and walked back what he said about fearing for Latrice's safety. And because on, on at the reunion, he's like, oh, I don't fear for her safety. I just don't like the way Cliff talks to her. And it's like, motherfucker, you said both. And we saw it in the song tape. And my thing is, if... And Latrice is sitting up there. And again, I don't expect Latrice to admit that there is domestic abuse in her marriage because she's not leaving Cliff. But again, if Josh was in that home and 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 they were going toe to toe, okay, then I do not believe Josh would have been like, oh, uh, you know, Latrice and, and Cliff talk really awful and nasty to each other. It's a two-way street. No, he specifically said he fears for Latrice's safety based on the way Cliff treats her. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think he walked that back for their friendship because he does love Latrice. He does care about her and to keep his job, honestly. Yep. Yeah, that's why I think that happened. I do not for one second believe that that was just the fluke because what we saw Cliff do was not one-off behavior um he was comfortable doing that that's why he didn't care if the cameras were there or not if you've never been aggressive or you've never been abusive to your partner you're not gonna let the first time you do it be publicly where there could be cameras filming you Mm. that was done because he's comfortable doing that 
So, I mean, and we already know that Latrice has some dysfunction from growing up. So yeah, she's got yep. se se severe daddy issues. Um, and you know, like I said, I just the and I I don't expect anything different from Cliff. He's extremely old school. He's set in his ways. Um, but he's a chauvinist. He's a chauvinist, mm -hmm. and he's a homophobe, and you know. I guess Latrice is willing to put, and I cringed when he said that he married Latrice because she was going to leave him. If he didn't, he didn't want to get married. He wanted to be footloose and fancy free. My skin How are you going to be footloose and fancy free when you got gout? <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you got, <laughs> you don't the gout. You don't shut the fuck up. Cliff. Yeah, for sure. It, I just, and I think it's really ugly behavior um, for Latrice to weaponize the fact that some of the other women may have been victims of domestic violence to try to shift the, the focus off of her. Mm -hmm. We have not. And even online, she she uh, she what's the word I'm looking for? She alluded to the fact that JJ has some domestic violence charges in his criminal history again. I don't care who's doing it. I I don't I don't think the women were being malicious when they discussed Cliff's behavior this season. He was being really weird and unhinged in more on more than one occasion. Mm -hmm. While I do not care for Marie and So Gucci and um Letitia. I honestly do not believe when they were discussing Cliff's behavior that it was malicious. Especially on the heels of what Josh told Aikisha and Aikisha brought to the group. Cliff blowing up at that event that Aikisha held on Ferris Street. The shit that they caught on camera outside the M bar. Him threatening Josh and talking to him any kind of way. He was very unhinged and abusive. And that's what was discussed. It didn't. These women did not just pull that out the crack of their ass. Not just the women, the men too. Because JJ and Aikisha's husband, they talked about it. Cause they yeah. don't fuck with they don't fuck with Cliff. No, they don't. They don't at all. So the the only the only the only nigga ally Cliff got on that show is the fellow fuck nigga fuck, fellow fuck nigga Glenn. That's the only ally he got on that show. Yeah, truly, truly. Um, speaking of fuck niggas, oh, love <laughs> marriage Huntsville. Um, leave us alone with the Kiki stuff. We're not discussing that. Uh, Kiki is a recovering addict. Uh, I don't care. I, I do agree with Marceau. I don't know who P she used, but, um, you know, and unless she takes a drug test from a medical professional, please stop waving that uh, CVS drug test in our face. We do not care if it was not taken in front of real time in front of some reliable source, the medical professional, leave us alone about that. And also, like I said, this is given fabricated is given. We'll, you know, we'll make sure you get a check if you play the villain for us because you've been cheating on your husband. Your husband been cheating on you, but you magically got all the scoop and tea on, on your cousin's husband cheating. You and your husband can't even keep your private parts zipped up properly. And then, and then on the other hand, we, we don't have this tea about you and your husband, but we just going to magically bring it up now. Not not when not when yo not when the said cousin threw a drink in my face. 
Yeah. Right, man. It's, it's, leave, it's, leave us alone. It's connects. Bullshit. Yeah, connects. Um, it's it's bullshit, and I don't care. Tiffany and Lewis. Um, postpartum Ooh. is a very serious conversation. Um, and good for her for taking a step back, but I don't think the postpartum had anything to do with it. I think that Tiffany came in hot. She has been getting dragged for filth ever since. A lot of the cast doesn't care for her and Lewis, and they ran off the show. That's that's it. That's all for me. That's it. Because, you know, I, I understand wanting to handle something as sensitive as postpartum privately, but it also would be for, you know, this is the perfect platform to bring awareness to something that a lot of women, specifically a lot of Black women, suffer through in silence. They don't want their marital issues in the forefront after spending their first season on here digging at everybody else's marriage and relationship. And if they continued on the show, we would certainly see the dissolution of their marriage because the few times we saw them on camera this season, Tiffany was crying, talking about you ain't never home. And Lewis talking about you. I told you before you got pregnant that we shouldn't have no baby. Like their marriage is falling apart and they don't want it to fall apart in front of the cameras. And that's okay too. They can yeah, absolutely, that's very much okay. They can want privacy as they deal with their marital issues, but they kind of put their foot in their mouth trying to be the, uh, the, the almighty, yeah, the almighty marital gurus um, who could speak on everybody else's relationship. So, but not to not to give Marceau too much, but Marceau told him that too. He said it's easy for y'all to sit with what everybody else should be doing in their relationship when y'all haven't been married a year yet. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So wide hips was on the sun. And her crying about being called Karen when she was acting like a Karen is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> like you were acting like a Karen and you got called out and you you deserved it. And Marceau and Martel were not mean or nasty to you. They did not ambush you. For you, did, you, were, you were not fearful that they were going to do anything to you. They held you accountable for some bullshit behavior and you defaulted to Karen mode. Yeah. The one the one time these two muscle-headed misogynistic <laughs> ass niggas were not misogynistic ass niggas is when you pull a Karen. The one time these two meatball head ass niggas are not chauvinist, that's when you decide to be a Karen. That's exactly when you decide. That's what's fucking with me. The, the, the one time these two niggas who don't like women actually didn't act the ass in the presence of a woman and talking to you directly. That's when you like, girl. <laughs> like, well you, well, you know black men are gonna monitor how they talk to a white woman. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 oh shit. And that's some knowledge. Um <laughs> Stormy versus the Scots. And so we 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 kind of talked about this in a group chat. And I remember saying, like, Stormy called that man 5011 bitches. And Adrian was like, Yeah, I didn't care that she called them bitches. I just wanted her to stand on business. But I so Marceau and Cliff went live because Carlos King is doing this cross-promotion thing where he take a cast member from Bell Collective and a cast member from one of the love and marriage shows and they do a live and discuss 
you know, the episode or the reunion. And so Cliff and Marceau went live. And let me tell you how Cliff gagged Marceau because Marceau was like, yeah, she called me a bitch trying to get a reaction out of me and I wasn't going to give her the satisfaction. And Cliff was like, she might have called you a bitch because you be in women's business. <laughs> what they say about that broken clock? Cliff was like, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with a reaction. If you stay as far away from women's business as possible, they don't have no reason to be talking to you like that. <laughs> he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. And then, um, so we found out about the Black Business Expo. So we all agreed that you didn't have no business asking for no registration fees the day of the expo, okay? If it wasn't handled beforehand, you had to eat that hundred dollars. But what we found out from somebody who was at the expo and knows them is that Stormy gave away a lot of her products while other vendors were selling theirs. She was giving hers away to people attending the expo. Stormy also gave Tisha a huge basket of her products worth approximately $500. Um, for a raffle that they were running at the Black Business Expo. So Stormy was pissed that he came to her about $100 also. So then Stormy replied and she said, thank you, babe, because he continuously tries to make it like I did something wrong. I went above and beyond only to be disrespected on national TV and asked for $100 that was never mentioned to me and I put out over 10K for the event. We gave away $6,000 worth of products. I gave them a $500 gift basket and I spent $3,000 on my setup to go out of my way to bring more people to the Black Business Expo. Mm. Yeah, he every bitch in the book. There was no way... And this, here's the thing. I wish editing would be more uh, helpful to the viewers because they literally made it seem like Stormy flew off the handle over this registration fee. Whole time, if somebody has donated a prize, is giving away product, why are you concerned about $100? What was $100 compared to 10 k Cause that money and that product didn't go into their pockets. Mm. I bet you that gift basket did. Mm. I bet you so. I bet you they put. They bet you they put Tisha's kids' uh hair care labels <laughs> on them products and sold them. I know they did. Just honestly, very, very much so, full of shit. Um, and it was well deserved. And he should be called twenty more bitches. Um, and so, you know. I, I recant it all. You are a bitch. You a wide hit, bald, dumb bitch. You a big titty, no bra wearing, childbirth hip, childbirth hips having, waddle when you walk, postpartum walking, bitch. And also, I want to say that um, I do want them to leave Letitia alone about her marriage. Let her be in denial and peace. She's not going anywhere. It's time for us to leave that alone as a storyline until we have credible receipts and proof, much like we got with Martel and Mel, that this man is cheating. Because otherwise, she's not going nowhere. And I don't even think she's going nowhere if she got proof. Nope. Because Mel didn't go anywhere to, when she had proof initially. She left and came back. They had another baby and tried to work it out. 
she's going to have to go through the motions of her of her marriage falling apart. That is her business. And I'm tired of it being a storyline. I want to talk about their lawsuits and their business acumen. Mm. You see, Jalen ain't done no more because of how they treat Mom, him. Mama White Diamonds literally just brought up the fact that Jalen don't be on that show no more. And what I told my mom was, unless you are a main cast member, they are paying these people. They pay the supporting cast pennies. Mm. Jalen probably wasn't making no real money by being on the show. Probably not. If you're not in them rolling, in them rolling scenes, them opening credits, you don't really make no money off reality TV. Hell, the husbands on uh, Bravo don't even get paid. So yeah, I see why Jalen is not on. Um, Kimmy and Mel asking Kimmy and Carlos was being messy talking about do y'all think Tisha is in denial? Stop asking <laughs> on that woman's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and them okay. going back and forth like go ahead Mel nah go ahead Kim. Hey, I, ain't, I ain't gonna hold you though it was messy as fucking Carlos wrong but that shit was funny I'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> it was funny it was fucked up and messy as hell but it was funny Um, Stormy and no we all want to talk about Stormy and her mama and Mel or y'all want to talk about Mel and Martel I don't, it's all we, a hot mess yeah I was saying we talk about Stormy and Stormy's mama and Mel um, Mel was very gracious and respectful because, again, I am not meant to be on reality TV. I'm not meant to be in front of a camera. I am not evolved enough yet as a woman and a human being because I would have dog walked Betty Steele. I would have talked about her like a motherfucking dog. And me and Stormy would have never been friends again after the way I would have disrespected her mama. Here's the thing. Your family is in fucking disarray, lady. You do not have a functional relationship with your own sister and y'all dysfunction has quite literally seeped to the rest of y'all family. You, you and your sister are the cancer of your fucking family and you sit up and you want to be in male's business? Get a fucking grip. Get a fucking grip. I just want to know, because I know you you brought, you know, this up before, even before Storm's mama was, a, you know, talking point on the show here. Like, even before Storm's mama was on the show, I believe. Like, has it, like, where did this beef come from that Storm's mama just hates Mel's guts? Um, I couldn't tell you because when I, in, in my one, in my love and marriage, uh, Huntsville, um, no restraint group, uh, if you search Betty's name, she been dragging Mel for a long ass time. And so, she, so it sounds like she just never. I, it sounds like a fan that don't like Mel that their family member just happened to get on the show, and so she's just still carrying that. Mm. That's what it sounds like. If nothing has happened, it sounds like oh, I ain't like this bitch now. I got a real chance to let her know I don't like her. And yep. some and some of the cats be in that group, right, uh, Candace? Yeah. Um, Mel is in there. Uh, Destiny used to be in there. I think Marcel is in there. Yeah. Um, like, like, was it a post that Mel made or something? Like, is is do you remember? You remember all that? No, it's it's much. I mean, if we being honest, it's kind of much like us. Like how we just do not like certain people on these reality shows. True. However, however, if your child has a personal relationship and a business relationship with this woman, why would you be doing things to sabotage it? True. That is my only thing. I am not against Betty not caring for Mel. She is well within her rights. 
Okay. Cause we dislike some of these motherfuckers and we have never met them. I cannot stand Martel. If Martel got 10,000 haters, I'm one of them. If he got a hundred haters, I'm number 101. If he got one hater, I am one of one. If he don't have no haters, I'm dead. I just do not like Martel. He's an awful fucking human being. And I've True. never met him a day in my life. True. So I don't have a problem with Betty not liking Mel, but I do have a problem with her going it's a conflict to Mel. Yeah, going to Mal publicly and otherwise to disrespect her and create issues within their business and, and friendship. And yeah. yes, mind your business and focus on your motherfucking family. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I just, it was, because like, I just didn't I like the Mel, because they do something, it's like the episode of the Boondocks where he was like, what did they do to make this nigga that mad? Like, that's what I was like. I was like, what the Mel do to make her mama that mad? Yeah, existed. Right. <laughs> Existed. Like, goddamn. And now you being Stormy's biggest hater because that's a conflict of fucking interest. And, so, and the other mama, thing, which is what you I said her mama don't care. She don't take <laughs> that off. She getting her hot takes off. She don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, she, she's... And now I feel like she's doing it because she's gotten some notoriety off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, and much so like Miss Wanda, they've created a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah when they were talking about a conversation that was recorded and they initially thought that the conversation was male bad mouth and stormy and male proved and provided receipts that she was not bad mouth and stormy. I thought stormy had a lot of fucking nerve talking about, didn't you, why didn't you see the people under your tweets and in your comments, you know, talking about me and saying nasty things about me. When your mama is right there. You can't even you can't even put a muzzle on your fucking mama, but you think male's supposed to control strangers on the internet? Mm. Strangers on the internet? Get a fucking grip. I like Stormy well enough, and I would love to see her keep coming back, especially because I know that she gets under Tisha and Marceau's skin. And honestly, I do think her and Courtney are the definition of a power couple. They are truly millionaires and successful and you can you can find receipts it's verifiable um but this stuff with her and mail you've got to know if the table was if the shoe was on the other foot stormy would definitely have a lot of pause about being friends with mail and mail mama was dragging her all across the internet every time she see fit please mail and martel first of all we don't need no court transcripts to know that he and he and sheree was a publicity stunt yeah, we but got it was out. fun watching him fake going to get it though. The way he stormed off and his pants rolled up in that big ass butt, and <laughs> and his cheeks was wiggling in the wind and shit. Boy, you know you didn't have that fucking transcript or them receipts. And I love Mel because she was not letting him put nothing off. No, you you find it in the transcript. Fuck you talking about? I gotta find it. You find it in the transcript. Furthermore, I'm glad that Mel was very transparent about how she feels about Arion and their her relationship with Martel and why it explains that she don't have much to do with Martel because you not only have carried on a romantic relationship with this woman for a good part of our marriage and have gotten her pregnant multiple times resulting in a child younger than our youngest child even after the dissolution of our marriage, you have sat by and watched this woman antagonize me, 
talk down on me. You tried to include her in plots to harm me with revenge porn. When every time you can't get your way with me or I don't feed into what you're doing, you run back to this woman and act like this is who you want to be with. And and I'm not going to ever trust this woman fully around my kids. Is this the first time that we've seen like on tape male talk about Ariana this way? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And even even in this way, she has managed to be as respectful as humanly possible because like she said, this woman went out of her way. Ariane admitted in that Tasha K interview that she knew Martel was married, knew who Mel was, and still proceeded to have a romantic relationship with him that has lasted for years. And so expecting male to be hunky dory and have a, a a good rapport with with martel and this woman you about your fucking mind aaron gonna never be a day when i'm gonna be cordial with this bitch mm. but the fact, the fact that, that she male agree then is my grace for her and the fact that male does not involve the courts and try to prevent him from having the kids around her that's that really shows us a level what level of healing male is at because she doesn't keep them fucking kids away from him and for him to sit up here talking about the kids are fine our kids are fine you need a psych evaluation if you think that no damage has been done to your children regarding them being able to see in real time and they will be able to google it for debt for years to come how awful you and your mistress were to their mother. Yeah, when they first, when the divorce first happened and they, we were seeing them co-parent, they, we literally had an episode of, um, um, of the, of, of both Mel and Marte having a conversation about how the little one, the son, like he, 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 he had issues with how his dad was treating his mom. And that was before they split. So you, and we, and that's you on that. You had the little girl seeing him out with Ariane and the new baby telling her to stay away from her daddy. Them kids are affected. Yep. And, and so like to be living in a world of delusion where you think everything is fine. It is why you are suffering. It's why you are suffering. You don't think that anything you have done has created collateral damage and casualties and that everything is just a-okay and hunky-dory that male is supposed to be your friend again y'all are supposed to co-parent peacefully the kids are fine and no no you did that he has you a love- did that and you will not acknowledge the magnitude of your destruction you yeah. did that and you continue to do that because it's not like we're just talking okay you cheated you had the baby Y'all got divorced. Everything has been fine. You've still been doing stuff to that woman. You've still been trying to get a hate campaign against her claiming that she cheated on you. So you just don't stop. So it's like every time she has a chance to heal the wound, here you come picking it, picking at the scab and peeling it back off. She's never, she's never going to be right with Martell ever, ever. And it's his own fault. It is. He is a level of narcissist I don't think we've ever seen before. <laughs> I really hate you, Jeremy. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I've been getting on your nerves since we were recording. Off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because it's just it's kind of you know it's it's what it's what he deserves, and I just feel like he will never be able to start to 
really move forward and find success in anything he does until he can really acknowledge and hold himself accountable. He will never win because he's not right within. Yeah. And and people talking about he got to forgive himself. To forgive yourself, you would have to acknowledge you did something that you should be apologetic about. Mm, he has never mm. been uh, he's never been apologetic about any of this mm. he has always tried to shift blame and and to everybody else and everybody's role and what Mel did and what Mel said and the whole time you cheated because you wanted to and Correct. you thought you could carry it on as long as humanly possible and you didn't think your wife would leave you and you didn't think that this woman this Ariane would keep up so much shit online you thought you had it all in a bag and you did not. But you've never been genuinely apologetic about this whole situation and how it hurt Mel, how it's damaged your business, your kids, and everything else with your dumb, stupid, bald-headed, always homeless ass. Yeah, he's a lot of steps away from forgiving himself. You haven't made amends to the people you've hurt. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, because every time he's even half-assed apologized to Mel... He does some more awful shit to her. He has never made an amends, apologized, and done the work to be in a place where she would even want to be in the same room with him. He apologized, then he go and slap her in the face again. Now, I do want to talk about this comment that Mel made about how she beat his ass. I loathe domestic abuse. I, I, I loathe it because it's a slippery slope. Um, so I really hate that she presented it in that way um but it just and also i'm wondering if there was abuse going on in the house like if he was getting physical with her she was getting physical with him the straw that broke the 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 domestic abuse camel's back was him she you finding out he had an outside baby yeah yeah <clears throat> like that opened up a different can of worms <laughs> for me yeah. like because it's like okay so y'all was abusing each other and y'all was y'all kids was had a front row seat to y'all being abusive. It just took an outside baby to be the cherry on top. Very interesting. Yeah, and see, this is why I, this is why I loathe that fucking uh, Johnny Depp shit because it opened up that can of worms where like one party clearly had the power dynamics and was abusive and then the other person fought back and I was like oh well they was abusing each other so like I hated that shit I hated that shit so much and this is that's what this is giving me because the way she worded it definitely felt like oh well he put his hands on me and so I beat his ass back and he didn't think and now people gonna look at her crazy because of how she worded it and being like well I mean I know the Martella piece of shit but and it's like, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Yeah, same. Um, I guess we will see what's going to happen in part three of the reunion. I feel like it only needed two parts, honestly. All of it. Uh, I, I have consistently hey, said there hasn't this. been a reunion I've watched that's needed three. To, at, at most two. At most. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, a lot of them could be wrapped up in one, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it. We hope y'all have enjoyed this jam-packed show. Um, but, you know, be my nigga, not a nigga. you know? The the the, the, K, not, the K is is silent. Knuckle if you buckle. Yeah. Um, we gotta go, y'all. See y'all next week. Um, 
go subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, y'all need to sell them Girl Scout cookies. Uh, click the link. Buy you some cookies. Uh, support support her. Support her dreams and all run that. Run it up. Run run it up. Help her meet those goals. But yeah, have a have a good week. Stay safe. Stay warm. It's cold in the around the country. Um, yeah, but we out, y'all. Bye, Kanika. Hey, <laughs> hey,